Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing to examine a little subject right here, a little topic of Isaiah chapter 8, and we'll probably be going to the 91st Psalm here eventually too. And we sort of got to the nub of the issue in the previous episode. Let me go back to the 11th verse of Isaiah 8 where we can see what is happening here. It says this, For thus the Lord spoke to me with mighty power and instructed me not to walk in the way of this people, saying, You are not to say it is a conspiracy in regard to all that this people call a conspiracy. And you are not to fear what they fear or be in dread of it. Folks, that is the bottom line with what I want us to see that's being said from this passage right here. And there's a bunch of other things we're going to look at. But this came to mind in relationship to what we're experiencing at the time that I'm recording this podcast. It's uh, March 2020. And uh, the coronavirus is all a Twitter. And everybody's having fits over it. And, folks, it's all just manufactured. It's, um, the media is manufacturing it for political expediency. That's all there is. Far, far, far more people die from uh, influenza every year than what's occurred with this and is likely to occur from this. But what's happened is that it's been revealed how easy it is to manipulate people. And the Lord warns us about that. And he says through the prophet Isaiah, hey, don't get caught up in these things. He says, don't walk in the way of the people. Don't get caught up in their conspiracies. Don't get caught up in their fear. He literally says this. You are not to fear what they fear or be in dread of it. Okay? We're not to be in dread of what they dread. We're not to fear what they fear. Well, he continues on, verse 13. It is the Lord of hosts whom you shall regard as holy, and he shall be your fear, and he shall be your dread. Folks, that's very forthright right there. You know, if we're fearing situation, if we're fearing circumstance, if we're fearing man, if we're fearing anything other than the Most High God, then we are walking in error and we are sinning. It is the Lord that we fear. Now, you understand the type of fear that I mean, that the Lord means in the Scripture here, the type of dread that sense of wonder and awe of who the Most High is. Yes, it does have the element of fear in the same way that we might have uh, feared our parents. We wanted to do what was right, okay? Now, let's continue on. Verse 14, Then he shall become a sanctuary. That's speaking of the Lord. That The Lord will become a sanctuary. <laughs> We're going to look more at that over in Psalm 91, which is that great psalm that talks about making the Lord our sanctuary, okay? He shall become a sanctuary. But to both the houses of Israel, a stone to strike and a rock to stumble over and a snare and a trap for the inhabitants of Jerusalem. So he's telling us, you know what? The Lord is the one that we are to fear. The Lord is to be our dread. He is our sanctuary, but he's going to become a stumbling block to both the houses of Israel, to Israel and to Jerusalem, to Israel and to Judah, to the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. He's already told them that uh, Assyria is going to come. And it's going to overflow. Assyria is going to take over the northern part, the ten tribes of Israel. They're going to haul them off in the captivity. 
Assyria is actually going to overflow into the southern kingdom, into Judah, but will not conquer Judah because the Lord will move. I believe that's the incident where uh, the Lord kills 185,000 Assyrians in one night. The angel of the Lord comes down while Jerusalem's sleeping and kills all the enemy. And then the enemy decides to leave. <laughs> well, you reckon? Yeah. But he says even then, both the houses of Israel, that the Lord being a sanctuary is going to become a stone to strike and a rock to stumble over. And it's going to be a snare and a trap for the inhabitants of Jerusalem because they're going to refuse to believe. Verse 15 says, many will stumble over them. Then they will fall and be broken. They will even be snared and caught. And then he tells Isaiah, bind up the testimony, verse 16, seal the law among my disciples. And the idea behind that is, hey, you know, bind this up, write this down, and teach the disciples about this. Verse 17, and I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob, and I will even look eagerly for him, Isaiah says. Now listen to what Isaiah says here in verse 18. <clears throat> Behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells on Mount Zion. We, we see this a lot with the prophets where the Lord uses their life, uses their situation, uses their circumstances <clears throat> as a picture uh, to his people. I mean, it's about all the prophets, something happens like this. And Isaiah knew this. And he's saying, look, me, my family, our children, <clears throat> they are signs. And the ESV and the Lexham calls them uh, portents. The King James says wonders for signs and wonders. We are a picture and a foreshadowing what does a sign do? A sign gives instruction or it gives direction, it points directions. He says, what is happening with us and what is occurring with us is for you. Uh, that's the reason one of his sons was what? Swift as the booty speedy is to pray, right? Remember that, the first part of the chapter here? Now, verse 19, Isaiah continues to speak. When they say to you, consult the mediums, and the spiritists who whisper and mutter. I love the, uh, is it the King James that says that? No, it's Lexham that says those who chirp and those who mutter, <laughs> the chirping thing. He said, say to them, you're consulting the mediums and the spiritists who whisper and mutter. Should not the people consult their God? Should they consult the dead on behalf of the living? Now, some interesting things about this right here. I just want us to think about them. This will be our last thought for the day, okay? Uh, apparently, the people of the Lord had been turning to mediums and spiritists. We know that they turned to cut the deal with King Rezin of Damascus rather than trusting of the Lord, rather than inquiring of the Lord. He's going to actually say that forthright in a moment, okay? Rather than even inquiring of the Lord. They were turning to mediums and spiritists. They didn't consult their God. They're consulting the dead on behalf of the living. You know, too often we in the Western world and we in the Western church just sort of look at that and we write it off as just uh, foolishness, as ignorance. We write it off as something that like, well, that doesn't really occur. It's not really real. So it really doesn't matter because these ghosts and spirits, as Alexum calls them right here, um, or what the King James calls them, familiar spirits. Listen to how the King James says this. And when they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God? Should they seek for the living to the dead? 
These things are very real, folks. These familiar spirits, these wizards that whisper and mutter, that peep and mutter, that chirp and mutter, these necromancers who call upon the dead for insight. And you say, well, how can somebody from the dead give insight? Because when they call upon the dead, other spirits speak to them. And these spirits are very, very, very real, folks. We write them off as not being real and just being foolishness, and we're being, we're being fools if we believe that. The fact that the Lord tells you not to consult the dead means that you can consult the dead. Hey, think of that. <laughs> you know, you can inquire of the dead on behalf of the living. And a lot of times people say, well, you know, I got an answer. It was the right answer, and it was amazing how that happened. <clears throat> it is demonic. It is familiar spirits. It is not the spirit of the Most High God that is given that understanding. So anytime you encounter these mediums and these spiritists, these folks with familiar spirits, know this, there is a power there. It is true. But if you're a true believer, never, ever forget that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Right? Well, we'll continue talking about this more next time. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you then.